I mean, like, I could just talk about color theory for the next two hours. <laughs> I honestly think even that or, like, literally anything that comes to your mind would be interesting. But we're live now. We're live, as in we're broadcasting. Um, we're well. sitting in a Cherry's apartment. It's Arthur's apartment. Let's not gild this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cherry, uh, what are you doing? Um, I am, I have this watercolor set up. I, I wish you had like a Patreon so that you could like videotape this whole thing. And it's like for Patreon subscribers only, you get to watch (laughs) Cherry mix random colors for two hours. Um, I have set up in front of me like a watercolor set with three primary colors and a shit ton. I can swear on the show, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure who knows. Um, and I have a shit ton of paper and wine, which is always relevant past 5 p.m. Um, and a plate and just I'm going to paint some stuff while we're talking because this is going to be relevant to color um, and just life. So take it away, host. Why, why is color so important to you? Other than the fact that um, I am forced to live in a world saturated with more color than anyone can properly probably process, um, it just permeates every aspect of my life. <laughs> like, in other there's words, no, there's no escaping. Cherry has synesthesia, mm-hmm. which I think when I hear a description of it as a layman, I'm like, this makes everything in life so much more interesting. So, But what is way, your description of what this is? So synesthesia is an interesting, like, well, now it's come to light more in recent years because it used to be considered like, like an illness. And um, in... In, like, short scientific description, it's a condition wherein a person's brain cross-processes multiple senses at once. So you have five senses. You have sight, smell, taste, hearing, touch, right? And so the sight um, sense is crossed with any of the other five or any of the other five with any of each other. So that means um, when I personally, when I smell something, I see colors and it's kind of like, um, I don't know, it's kind of like um, you having the concept of red in your mind, but it's not, you know, you don't call that upon yourself it the the world kind of forces you to see it it's a very bad description but like basically your senses are cross-wired so when one sense fire so does the other so to me chocolate smells pink um rain is kind of this lavender color depending on what city i'm in people smell like different colors food smells like different colors and um the most the most common form of this synesthesia is called graphene synesthesia, wherein people process letters and numbers as colors. And so A will be red, B will be blue, C will be green, D will be turquoise, etc. And that never changes. Um, and so um, they will probably be better at spelling than most people. They're probably better at math than most people. Um, stuff like that. So that's kind of what it is. Wait, so to clarify, when you smell, let's say you go to like a field of sunflowers. Sunflowers don't actually smell like anything, I don't think. <laughs> but yes, continue. Bad example. But if you smell something. Right. So a so, field of like roses. Right. Right. Yeah. So if I walk into a field of roses, I can close my eyes and take a deep breath and probably kind of tell you um, what kind of roses they are because they're different species of roses and they smell different depending on um, what what. what 
where they're grown, what kind of roses they're, et cetera, et cetera. And so roses generally smell like like you would expect roses to smell. They're like a very dark red pink color. And then they're also very green, which a lot of people don't imagine they so would be. Does this get overwhelming? Constantly. You might have a, you know, a number of different senses might go off, right? Like maybe some scent brings a color to mind. Maybe oh, yeah. some scent you hear something. I don't oh, know. Yeah. You said your five senses kind of so, come together here. So if you have synesthesia, this is going to be an info dump episode, guys. It's just like <laughs> you're not, you might want to listen to it like three or four times because this is a lot of information. I've done a lot of research because like, it's there's not a lot of research on it and so you have to dig really deep into like the bowels of the internet to find anything on it but basically if you have a form of synesthesia there's like a very 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 high chance that you will have other um subdominant versions and so for instance languages to me taste different depending on the one i'm speaking um sounds have have shapes and colors and sizes and weights and so a lot of the times when i'm bored i'll paint music and when i don't want to like stress out my nose um i know that a lot of people who are famous artists and singers have synesthesia um billy eilish does um which is interesting because um like, that's why her music is so evocative to so many people. And um, I think Pharrell also has synesthesia. Um, so when you hear their music, does it have a certain quality? Yeah, definitely. That's clearly yeah. synesthesia. Yeah. So, like, you can kind of tell because it's more um, it's more graphically cohesive in your mind than... Um, and a lot of people won't know why they like it. Like a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I love Billy, but like that music is so <laughs> not my thing. You know what I mean? She's like a global phenomenon. And a lot of people are like, I don't even know why I like it. I don't like scary music. I don't like scary things. And she's very into that, like, you know, like the Jabberwocky kind of vibe. And so people really don't know why it appeals to them, but that's like the beauty of like kind of like subliminal messaging but like not really because to people who have synesthesia it's really obvious what's Um, so obvious is it like all the notes when you hear it it's oh they're all different shades of purple not so it makes perfect sense because because color to sound synesthesia varies by person so what sounds yellow to me will not necessarily sound yellow to another person so me and me and someone I met at a museum actually had a very in-depth discussion about this because to him middle C has always been green and for me it's always been yellow and that's very strange. <laughs> so for t- for two people who have two different kind of perceptions of the same thing. Yeah. But you said people with synesthesia might hear Billie Eilish's music and say like, and be oh, like it makes oh, perfect obviously. sense. Yeah. Why is it then? Because it so because even when even when you even when you don't see the same colors, it'll make sense because they're all in the same family. It's like when you're painting something, the reason that I'm currently learning color theory is because when you get a box of paints that's been made by someone that's my made that's made by a big company, a lot of the colors won't be derivative of each other. You know what I mean? Like their purple might have other pigment added to it that's darker or lighter and mm. that has nothing to do with the red. Mm. But purple in its essence is a mix of red and blue. So if you make a purple that's made of the red and blue that you have, then that purple will look cohesive on paper to the red and the blue that you have in your in your painting. So in essence, if you paint a painting out of a ton of different colors, but they're all derived and mixed from the same three colors, it'll look very cohesive because they're all they all have a relationship to each other. Does that make sense? So if there's a purple that's made primarily from like reds and blues and there's other like reds and blues in the painting, mm-hmm. even though it looks purple, looks like a distinct color to me to you, it's like 
it's pulling from those essences that are like all over this painting, that red and the blue. And so it just makes perfect sense. Exactly. And so there's minute changes like that. So like in Billie Eilish's music, there's a lot of her songs that have a color palette and are very cohesive within that color palette. I'm sure that it's not the same color palette it is for me as it is for her, but it's very obvious when you listen to it properly that all the notes have a relation to each other. Um, And so it's not even like in chord progressions or anything. It's just very interesting how she plays with like the notes. And it's like, I don't think she even notices it like on like a music theory kind of level, because I think for her, it's it's purely like instinctual for her and her brother. And so that's what's very interesting to me is that just like, like synesthetes can like talk to each other in a way that's not that's not very language based. And that's really cool. So do all the senses are there common sense combinations in the research that you've done and in your own experience for example we had this kind of uh color and smell association that you have Mm -hmm. so color and smell is interesting because it's the only two senses that are universally crossed amongst all humans um so for instance um if you sit in a room and you hand out a bunch of crayons and you give a blotter, like a piece of paper with a perfume on it to every single person, and you don't allow them to look at each other and say, okay, pick the colors that you think this perfume smells like. 99% of the people will pick the exact same colors because the the thing that processes color in your brain and the thing that processes smell and the thing that processes emotion all live in this like tight inner circle um and they're all related to each other and so that's why when you smell something you can automatically recall with like vivid detail memories from your past like if you you smell like like an old t-shirt like you like an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend had like you remember like how you felt or what they look like or like the scenario in which you got the t-shirt or something like that you know like a lot of people um remember their parents that way or a lot of people remember their grandma's house because of like freshly baked cookies like like stereotypical stuff like that but it does have like actual basis in science and application and so a lot of newborn a lot of babies will like um will cry if their mom sets them down but the moms will generally give them like an old shirt that they've worn a lot or like something that they own that has their scent on it and the baby will be fine because it thinks mom's still there and so it's like something that you kind of see in every day in everyday life and it's very it's very fascinating when you actually look into it well for you Mm -hmm. it's it's on another level to some extent um i am just forced to um actively partake in this all the time (laughs) because (laughs) i don't have a choice um i yeah so like when i step into an elevator um i can smell literally everything that's been going on like uh, like i hate elevators i really do they're the bane of my existence because you're like forced into close proximity with a ton of people and just it's not pleasant and most most people wear a cologne like their life depends on it and i'm just like but why <laughs> like that's a beautiful scent why must you marinate in it um <laughs> it's not great it's not great so, so you're saying that when you have you could first of all you can probably smell more distinct scents yeah and second it probably elicits elicits i don't know a ton of colors in your mind what what exactly happened that's so bothersome to you it's not bothersome to me per se it's just like 
it's just like constantly being at a rave concert that you didn't sign up to be at um so there's always led lights going off somewhere there's always someone screaming there's always people that are like touching you that you don't want them to touch you it just feels it's just like a lot and like to a certain degree you learn to deal with it because like i mean i'm still alive and like (laughs) that's something right um but also at the same time it's just like like as i lean into this like thing that i was born with more and more um like i have to be careful of how much i decide to train my nose and be sensitive to these things because you can't turn off your sense of smell it doesn't matter how hard you try you just can't turn it off um so you kind of just have to hashtag power through (laughs) so do you usually try to be in environments where all the stimuli is at a minimum quiet places maybe places with just beige like this apartment yeah is that calming for you um yes and no so like if you know me in any capacity i mean we live in new york city and it's like the most overwhelming place to choose to live (laughs) um so i think i just took it to the other end of the spectrum and is like well if i'm gonna be overstimulated all the time might as well be in the most interesting place possible for that and so um i think at a certain point of overstimulation you just get over it and are just like this is fine you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna deal with it it's it's fine um it gets to a point where it's so much that it's all just white noise which is kind of calming too like if i were in times square like it doesn't really bother me after a couple of minutes because you're just like cool i'm just not gonna process anything (laughs) um which is also kind of fun sometimes well what's the parts of manhattan that really stand out in terms of stimuli like some kind of smell or like some kind of sound um you're just like k-town is a lot oh i imagine k-town smells like ass at all times it does not matter you sound like more like a normal normal person yeah yeah, (laughs) i know but like can you imagine um so like walking down 32nd between like broadway and fifth i'm just like god someone kill me what do you experience because clearly the rest of us are also like i'm very uncomfortable yeah it's just like because there's so many people and because apparently no one knows how to take out the trash properly on that just that specific street like (laughs) it's just a lot of smells and like there's food smells there's people smells like everyone is wearing 300 different makeup products and it's just like it's just like if you imagine like like walking into one of those like like perfume stores but like bad perfume stores where like all of the perfumes have been like sprayed in the same place at the same time it's kind of like that where you're just like i don't know what's going on or like stepping into a room in like a museum where all the lights with all the colors are going on all at once and so it's very overwhelming and you just kind of have to like like pick something focus on it and then get through um and so usually when i'm with a friend or when i'm with someone i'll like focus on their color or like if i'm listening to music i'll listen like i'll focus on the music but like it's like if i like ever tried to like actually stop and take in k-town i don't think i could survive (laughs) Would you get a headache? i would get a i would get a headache i would probably like get really dizzy um yeah, like there have been times when I've been on, stuck on like 
the like the train and stuff like that and like wanted to physically throw up because the person standing next to me has like such repugnant perfume on it's just like so bad (laughs) anyway you can also not only just smell the environment i first of all smell seems to be your primary kind of sense of i don't know mode of function and interaction with the world yes how are the other senses for you? The other senses are fine. I mean, like, I think sight to a certain extent is, like, my least, like, sensitive sense because it's the, basically the same as everybody else's. You know what I mean? But, like, hearing, taste, touch, like, those all, like, correlate to other things for me. Um, oh. And so, like, like if I'm, have, if I'm really – there are these things called that are, like – I don't know what they're called, but, like, they're, like, panic attacks except for synesthetes. And so it's when, like, everything is magnified times 10. And it's happened to me a couple of times where, like, just, like, suddenly all your senses go on overdrive. And, like, I can hear, like, like paper rustling and stuff like that. And I can feel it on my skin. Or, like, like, like certain sounds will taste strange. And, like, I can't, like, it's just very bad. And that at that point you just kind of have to, like, sit in a dark closet for a little while and, like, de-stress. Um, it happens to, like, everyone um, who has synesthesia, at least. It's kind of like a panic attack, but worse. Um, Is there a community of synesthetes? Not really. We just kind of find each other. Um, like, I don't know. I think it's – the thing is, I think it's more common than um, than people give it credit for because, like – when you're born with something, you're not aware that everyone else's experience is different from yours because you don't have. This is the only you, life you've exactly, lived. Exactly. You can't jump into someone else's brain and it's like, oh, they don't live life like this? I never knew. Um, so up until middle school, I thought everyone could fucking do this. And I just thought it was super, super normal. Um, and, and then middle school is around the time when like girls start to wear perfume and, you know, like think they're fancy. And it's all terrible, like Victoria's Secret perfume. But um, they start. And um, for the longest time, I couldn't figure out why people didn't, like, coordinate the color of their perfume to the coordin- like to the color of their outfit. Because, like, you know. Like, so ridiculous. Teenage, I know. How Absolutely. dare. Um, like, <laughs> you would, like, pair your, you know, like, shirt with your shoes. With your, you know, like, that's the people, the things that normal people do. Um, but so I asked one day and I was like, yeah, like, why don't you guys like, like pair your perfumes with your outfits? And people just looked at me like, what the fuck is this chick saying? And I was like, you know, <laughs> that was totally a joke. Oh my, oh my God. That was totally a joke. You didn't get um, it? No. And they were just like, what the fuck is she saying? And like at that point, because you're in middle school, being like weird is like the worst nightmare you could possibly ever have. Correct. And so I was just like, JK, um, <laughs> I ever said that. Um, and then I went home and like viciously Googled, um, and came upon synesthesia. That was was the day. That was the day where I was just like, am I a fucking freak? Um, and the answer is yes. But like, it's like, you know, you can choose to either be super salty about it or you can be like, I'm a fucking X-Men like with with superpowers. Everybody else can suck it. Um, I mean, how do X-Men go about living their lives in in the real life? We're not in a movie, right? Exactly. So yeah. What is it like? like? Superpowers. Um, it's with great power comes great responsibility like just yeah it's complicated and like there's a whole lot of other caveats that come with being able to smell literally everything around you and being hypersensitive to stuff like that um but yeah so that was that's kind of like hashtag the origin story how many other folks do you know who have this or how um, rare is it um 
So at first there were like five percent of the population. Five percent. And then and then there were like probably more because like definitely pe- not people, more people who ha- are synesthetes just don't know that they're synesthetes. Like a lot of people, like you just don't know. Um, and so I know like three or four other people who have it and in different forms and stuff like that. And like the scent to color thing, you can train. Like I know people who aren't synesthetes, but like totally understand when I'm like, oh yeah, this perfume is totally like red, and they're like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And so you know, it's not it's not impossible. Everyone everyone can be a synesthete if you like if you like study and train hard. What's enough. a noteworthy scent combination that you almost need to be born with? I would imagine you have this combo. What do you mean? What What do you mean? Like, because like, you said you can train yourself to like have that association to something. Oh, extent. probably like scent and color, because you already are born with the basis of it. Um, Is there know, one that you most people wouldn't be born with? Um, I don't know. Um, there are a lot of stuff that are specific to like that are people specific. Like, I know a girl who is, I think, currently in, like, freshman in high school, and, like, she has these things called memory markers, where, like, um, when you, when she walks by a place where a significant memory happened, like, she can see it, like, inside her head on a signpost, and it would kind of, like, replay in her head. And, like, in my own brain, everything works kind of like a giant, like, like, brain map web. So there are these, like, circles with, like, concepts and ideas and memories attached and they're all strung to each other and so if i like if i like want to go through my like sherlock brain castle like i can like trace those stuff but nothing is ever linear and so like there would be weird hops and stuff like that and i would like remember other remember things that are kind of not related in the path to find this one specific memory and so like that's all kind of just like it's like a very strange concept to people who don't have they're like what the fuck are you talking about um but yeah no it's 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 very very weird like like every week like has a shape to me like every weird. week has a shape yeah so like the week is what's kind this of week's like, shape no it's all the same it's all like monday tuesday wednesday thursday and then it curls down friday saturday sunday down here and then it continues Oh. Um, I just made this weird hand gesture in front of Kevin. Yeah. His, face is, his face is like, I've what never the seen fuck this is wrong shape with this girl? Life. Exactly. It's kind of like a tunnel. What but shape it's did you just draw? It's it's not a shape. So it goes straight. It goes straight, and it's kind of like if you imagine like a cute like a tunnel. Ton- cubular tunnel hallway so monday is a cube tuesday is a cube wednesday is a cube that kind of like turns on a corner and comes towards you um wednesday thursday is a cube that's coming towards you friday is a cube and then saturday and sunday drop down into like another plane um it went from 2d to 3d no it's always 3d and then comes down so it's always that shape but like you know Like, not that's really how I, that's how i that's how i like that's how i visualize a week in my brain um like a year is a circle but like that's pretty normal for a lot of people last um, thing on your smell i remember you were smelling with two two things stand out to me one you told me you could smell how your roommate's feeling when he's dreaming yeah sometimes um how the hell does that work it's like okay so like you know how like animals can smell fear Oh yeah. Right. So fear, that's a real thing. Yeah, of course oh. it is. Um. So, like, fear is just like like an emotion that's basically produced by a chemical reaction that goes on in your body, right? Like a certain amount of something mixes with a certain amount of something else, and then you feel this emotion. And so it's actually just chemistry, and that chemistry reacts because it has a specific scent. And so 
like profound emotions like fear excitement happiness like joy for instance like those like like emotions that make you feel a lot of things um tend to be chemical reactions and you tend to have a physical response to them and so those all smell slightly different on a person and like I wouldn't be able to tell if it were like a total stranger but when you live with someone for so long like you start to get really acclimated to their color palette and like any kind of shift in that you start to recognize in one way or another and so like with my previous roommate um we had this like tiny apartment on Bleecker Street way down by um union uh, by Washington Square and we put up like one of those like not like fake walls it was fully pressurized but it was still like a pretty flimsy wall that someone built for us right and so we teed off the living room into two rooms and he would watch these like really intense like quentin tarantino movies or what the fuck ever and i would be in my room like why is he so stressed right now like do i need to talk to him like what's going on like what is happening is he breaking up with his girlfriend and so i would knock on his door and be like hey dude like is everything going okay like what's what's up you 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 feel really you feel really tense and he's like don't worry i'm just watching a really intense movie and i'm like okay cool great amazing um and so (laughs) and i would just tap out and then like when people have nightmares, they, like, sweat a lot and they, like, are really, like, like just, like, because nightmares are not logical things. Like, you are purely, like, just an animal feeling the things that you're feeling and your body responds to that. And so, like, when people have, like, when, like, people, someone who lives with me has, like, a nightmare, it's very obvious, like the next day or like during when it's happening and I'm just like is he being attacked who knows like what's going on um it's it's better now because like there's like an actual wall between my room and Arthur's room but like back when I lived with like two roommates and we only had one wall and there was like an air vent between mine and his room and so like you smelled him through the air vent yeah and so like I would stay up really late at night and he slept at like 9 30 p.m on the dot every day um and so I would be up you know browsing through Twitter Tumblr etc and like you can you can feel him having a nightmare and i'm just like should i wake him up is that too weird like what the fuck um so you're currently drinking a glass of wine i think one other night you had a couple more of those and you were somehow our heads were resting in your lap while we thought of a memory i don't know if you remember this probably yes and you were able (laughs) to figure out if it was a happy memory a sad memory a funny memory right something like that it's like my party trick. You know what I mean? It's like, this oh, I can, insane I, can, party I can tie a cherry stem with just my tongue. It's like, well, I can tell what you're thinking about, like vaguely in the direction of the emotion. After that, that night, I vowed never to come back to this house. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is the craziest thing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to ruin this house for you. Oh, my Please God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's gosh. the reason it took us seven months to schedule a barbecue afterwards. <laughs> What is a barbecue place like on the Cape Town topic? It smells like meat, dude. It just is it is it good? Is it really good smell or is it really crazy smell? It's good, but like it just it smells like the sauce it's made in. It smells like it smells like the spices that it goes with. It just it smells like a lot of stuff. Um, Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's good. Like I really love KBBQ, but like yeah, like I have to like launder my clothes immediately afterwards. Correct. Yeah. So you mentioned that's a party trick, but I'm sure Cinestines also use their talent to make a living, which well, you you made that choice. Um, somewhat. I'm trying to make that choice. It's not a very easy choice to make. Um, so like ultimately, I want to do perfumery. Um, 
and it's 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 still like in the plans it's just taking a really long time because fucking like i have other things i want to do as well but um perfumery is one of those things where you have to like be really like ardent about it and you have to like study for years and you have to um be like really committed to learning the entire palette of colors and oh colors sorry of um of scents and ingredients that come with um perfumery and that's being added to and subtracted from every single year and so it would probably have to you know i would probably have to go to france for uh, two or three years to get a master's and then train under a perfumer and and then after that you know go on to make my own perfumes and stuff like that but you know it's like it's it would be cool because it would be like painting for me but you know with smells you did something similar though at a startup for a few years i did so for two years i worked at a startup that was run by actually started by two synesthete twin sisters and so that's kind of how i learned about this industry and like about how synesthetes can like you know cash in on this thing that they were born with which is like pretty cool and you found that um, without like a community to guide you there no um well, i mean most synest- there's not like a synestheseonline.org or anything like right. that um it's it's not like like i said it's not a very well studied like condition by any means like more people are like looking into it but it's also difficult to study because like it's all intuitive and it's like you to a certain degree you can measure brain waves and stuff like that but like they're just like there's some things that you just can't measure um and so i worked at the startup for like what two and a half years yeah two ish and a half years and it was a good learning experience i got to learn how to smell properly with um the ceo and her twin sister and it was like a really good place for me to determine that like wow this is exactly what i want to do for the rest of my life and so like like i'm kind of just like looking for ways to do that now and when it happens it happens but like i'm not really rushing into it because i know it's not like i'm gonna lose my sense of smell anytime soon so what were you doing there I was doing operations, which is like totally the wrong. Thing. It, was, it was like totally the wrong fit for it me. It sounds like you're an apprentice, and then you're doing no, ops. No, 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 no. I wish I were an apprentice, but like, I mean, the CEO was doing her own thing. She had like a company to run, and she couldn't properly like be a teacher. Like, she tried to teach me when she had time, and I tried to study on my own. But it, like, like in the end, I ended up leaving the company because it wasn't a good fit for me. Like, I wanted to learn more in terms of smelling, but there weren't the resources for me to learn and then i was being like pigeonholed into this position that really wasn't a good fit for me and it was really stressful like both mentally and like physically and so i left and now i'm a lot happier for it but you i I remember you you had just said that they taught you how to smell properly yeah the description you had was when you smell something the color comes to mind so what's it means to smell properly so um it might come as a shock to you but not everyone in the perfume industry is a synesthete (laughs) Um, (laughs) that would have been my other question the hundreds and thousands and thousands of people who work in this industry do not all have synesthesia and um so a language kind of had to be invented around how to talk about sense um and so it was and um the process of learning how to smell properly is how to go from 
smelling something and then talking about it in your own words to smelling something and talking about it in the manufactured artificial language that all people are taught to understand in the perfumery world. So it's kind of like medicine in that like you have there's like a medical vocabulary, you know what I mean? Or there's like a mathematical language that people will say like arctangent and like you, you know, wouldn't just sine, be like cosine. it's kind of fruity but a little salty yeah like. so like yes and no like there are there are words there are like adjectives and adverbs we associate to things but like they're they're very specific and so like like if something if something if you say something smells milky it means a very specific thing and it automatically subtracts everything else like that's not in that category from the from the equation so like when you're trying to describe a scent to someone you'll be like oh so this scent is like um probably floral it's very green um it's like rose like or it's um it's uh what is jasmine like there's rose like jasmine like mu gay like which is kind of in the middle um and then you would kind of like go through a process of elimination in your description and so when you like want to reformulate something you would be like okay so like this is good but like we want a little we want it to be a little more citrusy like a little more lemon like and so there's lemon like and orange like in the citrus family this is like very broad broad language speaking and so like it's it's a lot of like very minute differences and you learn to refer to specific scents in a very specific way so that what you want comes across um and there's an actual understanding between you and the perfumer or you and the person you're talking to um and so it's very complicated and you just have to like memorize thousands of scents <laughs> and like their iterations so, so. Your, so your counterpart at like the factory you're like okay we need something more like citrusy and they're like oh i, I know exactly what we need to put in so you would have to say more than that. You would have to say like, oh, like I want to up the like, so it should be more citrusy. We want it a little bit brighter. Um, and then it should be more lemon-like or it should be more orange-like. We want it to be greener. And so like when something is like small, orange-like, tangy, green, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, it's, it's Mandarin. Um, and because that has like a very specific smell as opposed to actual lemon and orange and grapefruit and so all those different citruses smell like different things and you use different words to describe them and so like when you say those things you don't just say like up the mandarin because those things might not necessarily be connected to the mandarin ingredient that's in the scent it might be like this the the orange like ingredient it's actually from orange and then the the like so like it's like all tied to a bunch of different things and it's very complicated to try and explain and I'm not probably doing a very good job because like I haven't been actually like producing perfumes and stuff like that but like in general that is how you communicate to other people. So you so you have this back and forth and your startup is doing what exactly? So they create scents my startup is no longer my startup. Um I apologize. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Um, they create um, custom scents for brands, as in like um, they'll take a brand like Valentino and they'll go through the creative process with the the creative director and like the head of um, production or whatever, whatever. And so like they'll be like, okay, what are the colors of your brand? What are the textures of your brand? What are the what's the temperature what's the target audience what's blah 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 and so they'll go through that and afterwards all those things would cohesively paint a picture as to what the smell would be like and so valentino is a very dark deep red it's kind of velvety um there's like there's a there's like 
a lot of history in it and so it appeals to a lot of like the older generation but we also wanted it to adhere to like the younger generation's wants and needs because we want it to be able to grow and expand and evolve as a brand and so there's all this stuff that goes into it and there's a lot of market research as to like what people what their target audience likes um and so there's all that but like the basics of it is like the shape the color the texture the depth the weight the the like the temperature etc 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 and so like brands who like nike and valentino know like this about their brand um and, and you in this segment too right because i think you had showed us some sense from a brand i'm not sure for a lot to like discuss mm-hmm. names, oh, yeah, but, yeah we're fine but i think you literally showed us a scent that was like nike air max yeah right then yeah. you showed us another one that was basically like i don't know jordan 5 then yeah. another one is like oh the flagship store on fifth avenue like they all have different right. scents yeah so like when you create you when you pitch to a company we um pitched a bunch of different directions and so usually you have three directions or four three or four directions and so you develop three or four scents that cater to different aspects of that company but are all essentially still that company and so all of those that you just mentioned were all pitched to nike and eventually they chose one i don't remember which one they went with but um they picked one and so that's the one that we ran with commercially and that's the one that's um, that they chose to like be infused into their shoelaces or what the fuck ever that they're in. They're so in. that w- they'll pick one of the scents and mm-hmm. that'll go for all of their brands in the stores, in, in the, the shoe stores, boxes. In the shoes, and so you want it to be as completely cohesive as possible. You and want as little. Oh, you want a cohesive scent. You want completely cohesive. You want everything to be the same. So like, if you walk into the Valentino that's on Fifth Avenue and you walk into the Valentino that's in Italy, it'll smell the same. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You want you want that you want that scent to be tied with the good memory of purchasing there. And so when you walk into a store that is theirs but from somewhere else, you'll want to make that decision again. So it really just comes down to like retail marketing, but like and it's clearly engineered. It's like you know very, when you walk into a certain store, it's oh, like yeah. they spent time and like we're working with experts like you guys. Oh, one hundred percent. Like the reason why some people love Hollister and other people avoid it like the fucking plague is because they all smell the same. Perhaps the most polarizing example oh, you could 100%, think of. 100%. 100 What do you guys like, think of that? We hate it. Um, <laughs> but it gets the job done. Like, it, like they had a very, very loyal following of angsty teenagers who like the smell of Axe. And so, like, it's it was just, like, it's just whatever you're looking for. And they just, I mean, they just probably turned it up too much. Because, like, <laughs> everyone does this it's like kind of like a folly that everyone kind of goes through but like once you're anosmic to something which means you can't smell it anymore you want to turn it up so you can't smell it so you don't think it's disappearing but because like it's like it's like spraying more perfume on yourself because you think it's worn off but it hasn't really so you're just wearing too much um and I, i think that's what most people do so like word of caution everyone um in the immortal words of Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye, spray, delay, walk away. Do not reapply throughout the day. Oh my goodness, do not. Like, don't do What's it. What's the right way don't. to apply perfume? perfume? You told us last spray, time. Spray, right? delay, walk away. Like, spray it into the air, spray give it a second, air. walk through it. Do not put it on your wrist and dab it together because that breaks up the, like, little, that breaks up the individual molecules and makes it age faster and makes it fractionate faster. So you'll, like, instead of smelling the entire perfume, you're killing off the first top layer of probably citrus and really nice, beautiful things. You're going straight into the middle and it'll probably, like, you know, like, go to the base much faster than you could have had let it live. Like, don't just one don't. pump it one pump in the one, air two, one to two pumps in the air walk through it and you're good like that is that would be wonderful just like don't douse your neck in it it's not, like just just don't 
<laughs> while we're on this topic, when it comes to like smell, when it comes to you know the colors that people put on their face, their hair, their body in terms mm-hmm. of clothing, yeah. As a synesthete, you see things that the rest of us don't. Mm-hmm. We simply appreciate, but you can actually distinguish each element and why something's successful to some extent, right? To a certain extent. I mean, like, you try not to think about it that much because then you have, like, the weight of that responsibility of knowing. It's kind of like, like, do you choose to ignore the fact that your your neighbor or your roommate is clearly not having a good day um, because, like, you know, they're trying real hard to not show it? Or is it upon you to, like, go and try and make them feel better? For the most part, I try to ignore it because, like, I have my own issues. Like, I have my own life. Like, please, thank you. Um, please don't, like, just, like, I don't I don't think it's, like, on me just because I know someone's having a bad day to make them feel better if they don't specifically seek out my, like, help. You know what I mean? Um, Any- but, like, to my closest friends, sometimes I'll just be like, so you're clearly not feeling well. Are there any um, general tips? For what? Well, cologne, clearly, like, don't just spray it on your wrist. Don't over-apply because, I mean, you're just getting used to it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to other aspects, whether it's in fashion, whether it's colors that people have, even in terms of, like, I don't know, how, how people might smell in one way or another mm-hmm. through their body. Mm-hmm. Any kind of observations or tips you may have of someone who's acutely aware of these things? Um, I mean, like, honestly, live your best life. Like, do whatever you want. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Like, I'm just over here You're being, just like, overly, overly judgmental. <laughs> like, I'm never going to tell it to your face unless you <clears throat> ask me about it. Like, just know that there are people judging you. But, like, that happens to everybody, so who cares? Um, but, like... I mean, in terms of, like, what I do, like, I try to really use unscented products. And when I do use scented products, I try to make sure that it's very, like, at least I like it. Just, like, use stuff that you like. And listen, if you like Hollister's, like, horrendous, really strong perfume, wear it. Just do it. Make yourself happy. Like, it doesn't really matter. Um, Is sweat sexy? Uh... (laughs) This is something you hear. What do you mean? As part of the gender that showers less, I'm <laughs> acutely curious. Okay, so here's the thing. The reason sweat smells is not because sweat smells itself. Sweat smells because the bacteria on your body, on your skin, is reacting to the sweat that comes out of your body. So if you actually uh-huh. collect sweat that's ju- that you've just sweat, it doesn't really smell like anything. It's just salt water. <laughs> oh, so the bacteria latches on. So the on. bacteria is like metabolizing and cannibalizing like the the sweat molecules and that and the the things that they release is what makes it smell bad so there's that but because your sweat molecules and come from inside you and that comes from the things that you put into your body the way that it reacts to these like microbiomes that live on you are going to be slightly different and so there's a lot of really interesting funny like youtube videos from like vice and like other things where it's like girls like smell sweaty t-shirts and like tell like tell people which one they find the most attractive and usually it's the one that has the most like um like has the most like chromosomal difference than they do in terms of like um in terms of like having babies and so you're looking you're basically always going to be attracted to the person has the most genetic difference genetic variation than you so you can produce produce the most like like 
likely to like live on offspring so like you have the most genetic variation in your offspring so 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 yeah. it's it's a matter of genetic variation and it's the way to detect that is basically by by, by sweating scent, yeah by the sweat that comes off of you not basically. really by sweat but just like a person like everyone smells like something you can't smell yourself but i bet you you would recognize like a pillow if your mom has slept on it if your dad slept on it if you're like if you're like Someone will be like, oh, this T-shirt smells like you or like, you know, that kind of weird, gross thing. What do I smell like? I think you've asked me this question before. <laughs> I do not remember. Doesn't it differ day to day by, for a person? Um, well, if you put a lot of cologne on, yes. Um, so usually when people ask me that question, I'm like, I don't know. I have to smell you. And it's like a very awkward process. And so I'm not <laughs> so not going to answer that. Um, but yeah, I mean. I mean, you probably smell like a color. Like, I would probably tell you your color. It's probably going to be, like, green. I haven't showered um, today. Give me your wrist. Okay. Okay, yeah, so it's green and brown. That's not very surprising to me. Um, yeah. I remember you told me I should wear green and brown. Mm-hmm. Like, you told me I should wear purple, purple. green. Mm-hmm. You didn't mention brown. Just because, just, I mean, most, but if because most someone, dudes smell brown. So. If someone smells like that color, mm-hmm. will they look better in that color? That Probably, correlation I mean, isn't there, right? It most like sometimes it is. Like, I mean, just just because like I'm always like, well, dress for the colors that you are. Like, oh, what what's yeah. your situation? Because every time I see you, you, I mean, like you're just vibrant. I don't even fuck. know what to say. Um. Well, no, my color is bright pink, which I that was the immediate first question I you asked. You can smell I, yourself. No, 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 no. I asked Don. Um, I asked the CEOs of my company. Um, and like this because it's, it's the one question that you always you always wonder as a city. So you can smell everybody else but not yourself. And so you meet someone else. You're like, what color am I? I just need to know. And they're like, you're very bright pink. And I'm like, that is completely 100 percent accurate. Next. <laughs> um, like, thank you. I knew this about myself. I just needed to confirm. But let's move on. Um. And so, but there's no practical application, right? Yeah, there's really no. But I just like you. Just tend to like the colors that you are. Mm. Um, but sometimes people are very averse to it. Like some, like I know one girl who smells like a very pleasant shade of pale pink, and she's like, "I hate pink," and I'm like, "I don't fucking know what's wrong." With that. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So like, like Arthur wears a lot of that, like maroon, like red color. Yeah, so that's his color. Um. If you have siblings, you, you tend to usually like the color that your sibling smells like. And so, um, do you have a sibling? Yeah. What is it? Older brother, younger, younger sister, sister, younger sister. I don't know if she would smell blue, but like, I don't know. She probably smells like a variation of blue. If you like the color blue, um, and she'll probably like, I don't know, green. Um, interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's usually how it goes. I cannot make promises. <laughs> They're always outliers. So. It's not a very exact science by any means. It's just kind of like, I feel like you would like this, but sometimes it's wrong. So, (laughs) yeah. When it comes to the world of perfumery, right? Mm -hmm. You mentioned you might have to go to France to get a master's. Yeah. Why? Um, Because all the really good um, smell schools, all the really good perfumery schools are in France. Um, There's one in... Um, grass grass there's grass grass yeah and we're probably still saying it wrong there's one, <laughs> in, grass. There's one in um god i cannot remember it's called paris no well there is one in paris i think but like not in the center of paris like on the outskirts of paris and then there's another one that's it's called um isica it's like it's like 
it's like the Yale Harvard of set. Like you go there and you're set for life. But it sounds they only, imaginary. They only it basically it's like Hogwarts. It's almost as hard to get in. They only they only accept like ten students per year or something gross like that. So I'm just like, <laughs> like I couldn't have picked an easier career choice. Nope, nope. I'm just going for this one. Great. Um. So yeah, there's that. Um. So because the French have always just been very good at perfumery and um like yeah so that's probably why is this like a a finishing school and you go work for like a perfume company or kind of so yeah what's the path so you learn how to you basically learn how to recognize you just you go there and you fucking just smell things until you can remember all of them um and then after that you um you you learn like practical application you learn how to mix things um which would be a lot of fun and then you learn how to distinguish different distillation methods. And so there are different ways to um, distill um, scents from things. And so, like, you can either put a bunch of rose petals on this, like, um, silk cloth that's been covered in, like, pig fat and let it lay there um, for, like, a couple days and then take the rose petals out and then, like, dilute, like, like distill the pig fat so that it's like oil um or you can i don't know put it through this like carbon thing there's like a bunch of different ways to like extract scent and that all smells slightly different like based on the way they do extract it so eventually you have to fucking learn how that all differentiates it's terrifying it seems like you know how to do this do you need the school i do 100 percent need the school because um i can't buy the entire palette off the internet um and then also like I would it's it's an art form and so you need someone to teach you how to properly mix things and how to properly like um put things together and so it's kind of like going to art class you're taught like the theory you're taught these are the colors here's what they're called here's how you put them together to make them look nice um and then there's form and structure blah 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 blah, blah. so there's all that stuff that needs to be learned as well what did you do after um and then after you can um study probably under a perfumer a master perfumer at a perfume house which is a place where they make perfumes it only exists in france nope they do not only exist in france a lot of them are actually in new york city um i spoke with someone at man um international which is they're all on just like midtown um but basically you can go there and then in turn and then when you get good enough, they'll promote you and then you can eventually become like, um, what should I call it? Like a nose, which is like a very weird name for someone who um, designs. It's more than a nose. Sense. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like, um, you know, like how a fashion designer, like a fashion brand designer can like draw up the designs and then send it off to like seamstresses to like be made it's kind of like that so like you would like design the scent and then um the chemists and labs would go and create them basically what your startup did kind of but we did it on a very small scale that's like very like highbrow and high class and stuff like that and so like a lot of the perfume houses they work with and for like bath and body works or like um, like Lancome or, you know, Chanel and stuff like that. And so they would create scents for people like that. Is this lucrative? Extremely. Um, because oh. perfumes are 
real expensive but to, for it to be lucrative for an individual you have to be really really good and so you have to like really get up there um and be like a master perfumer before um it really starts like before you're like you know living big and stuff like that and like it's not the it's not the career if you want to you if you want to be a millionaire like don't don't do this because <laughs> it's like a lot of like it's a lot of like just like cold hard memorization and a lot of like work and a lot of like it's kind of like ballet like training you're just there and it's suffering <laughs> for like for like three whole years um while you're learning these scents and then afterwards you get to cash in because like you have to do it for the passion and not for the money um, but as someone who gets overwhelmed in an elevator why do this all day because then I would be able to smell things all the time, like smell like the purest of things, smell things that I wouldn't actually get to con like that access, that, that access. Exactly. And like, just like, it's like, it's like, it's like an artist who gets to work for like Pantone or something like that, where like you get every single color possible and you're just like, they're just like, okay, now go do things with it. And you're just like, oh my God, like, oh, so many possibilities. Well, well it's and Pantone. So, Pantone is the, is the company that, um, makes not like makes colors but like um like they're the standard quote unquote for like color matching and so like if you want to print something and you want to make a poster out of it you would say like oh this is going to be pantone color blah 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 and then like that's like the language with which you like you can communicate to your printers and they'll be like okay this is the exact shade of red that you want and so when they print it like you can say like okay cool great or you can be like, okay, I want it a little darker. But, like, that's how you make everything uniform. Because when you say, like, I want dark purple, like, that could be dark purple with more red or dark purple with more blue or dark purple that's, like, you know, slightly more this or slightly more that. So there's, like, a trillion different variations in color that you can come across if, you don't, if you're not specific enough. So there are color codes that Pantone gives to each and every color that you can possibly imagine and so that's what they do and like a lot of it's really funny because there's like tangent but like <laughs> women can see more colors than men can um excuse you not not so humble brag but it's true um so basically like a lot of women work for pantone because they can distinguish between like the most minute shades of white and guys are like this is all the same and they're like no no this is more eggshell than the other one and everyone's like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like there's a video on YouTube of this woman being like, oh, yeah, this one is slightly more like Michelle. And then the guy and uh, like interviewing her is like, I don't fucking know what it's she's like Rob, talking about. Rob is like, what? Yeah, like, like what's going on? Yeah, but it's really funny because like women can actually like are actually a little bit more sensitive to colors than guys are. Wow. OK, we'll take a break. One second. <laughs> 